630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Nurse, beautiful move to the net. Great shot, score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback. Cassie left it for McDavid. Drive the net. What a shot! Top right corner, unbelievable. Two flyers draped all over him. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Riley gone. Welcome aboard, Harris. We have the full story on CFL free agency and a busy day for your Edmonton Eskimos. In this NHL tonight, the Lightning lead the Flames 1-0 late in the first period. Also, Ottawa up 1-0 on the Hurricanes late in the first. In the second period, no score. Capitals and Blue Jackets. Dallas with a 1-0 edge in Florida. Islanders and Sabres tied 1-1. Bruins up 3-1 on Chicago after the first period. The Oilers practiced this morning, flew to Pittsburgh. They'll play there tomorrow. 4.30 face-off show here on 6.30 Ched, and the game will start at 6. Miko Koskinen, the starter in goal tomorrow for your Edmonton Oilers. Ty Ratty should be able to play after blocking that shot Saturday against San Jose. Not likely. Well, we could see Matt Benning. We'll see tomorrow. He's uh, been out with an upper body injury, and Jujar Kara didn't practice today, but head coach Ken Hitchcock says he is probable for tomorrow. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 6.07. Mike Riley is going to join us in a few minutes, the quarterback now for the BC Lions. He was one of the biggest free agents out there. Certainly he and Bo Levi Mitchell in the quarterback position. Well, as expected, Riley goes to the BC Lions on a four-year contract. Bo Levi Mitchell stays with the Calgary Stampeders. So the Eskimos wind up getting Trevor Harris, who had been with the Ottawa Red Blacks, and the Eskimos signed nine free agents today. An incredibly busy day, and a lot of good players coming to the green and gold. Here's the list, and don't forget, you can always get more on 630Ched.com. You'll hear my full interview with Trevor Harris later on on Inside Sports tonight. So they get Trevor Harris, quarterback. Also from Ottawa, receiver Greg Ellingson. He's had four straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And Sir Vincent Rogers, left tackle, joins the Edmonton Eskimos also from Ottawa. Two other receivers coming aboard. Davaris Daniels from the Calgary Stampeders. Very good player. Rookie of the year earlier in his career in the CFL and was on pace for another good season last year, but he suffered a broken collarbone. He comes to Edmonton, and Ricky Collins Jr. is signed from the BC Lions. On defense, also from the BC Lions, Anthony Orange. He's a defensive back. And three new linebackers. Larry Dean, he's going to be the middle linebacker. He was with Hamilton. Javon Santos-Knox, another linebacker, comes over from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and also from Hamilton. Now he's a linebacker, but he plays more of that nickelback position where he, also, where he often drops into coverage. Dan Unamba is signed from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Here's what I can tell you. Three of the nine Eskimos were new Eskimos, were CFL All-Stars last season. Sir Vincent Rogers, Dan Unamba, and Anthony Orange. Two others were division All-Stars, both in the East. Ellingson was uh, an East Division All-Star, 
and Larry Dean was an East Division All-Star. In, fa- in fact, he was the East nominee for Defensive Player of the Year. He was third in tackles in the CFL, defensive tackles with 105, and Santos Knox was eighth in defensive tackles with 82. This is a pretty good crop of players. Now, they're going to have to gel. They're going to have to stay healthy, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you could have, I, I think you got at least seven starters here, probably eight and, and maybe all nine. I was thinking about this throughout afternoon. Daniel's coming back from the injury. Okay, how is he going to be? Ricky Collins Jr. isn't a star receiver, 600 yards last season, but certainly some good depth. It would not surprise me if he allowed, uh, was the field side wide out on uh, in the Eskimos receiving core and they also have re-signed Travis Bond left guard who had a pretty good year last year so that's Sir Vincent Rogers and Travis Bond the left side of the Eskimos offensive line protecting Trevor Harris's blind side overall you, you know I think we got to recognize that obviously there were some losses on the Eskimos offense. So, you know, Riley goes out, Harris comes in. Mike Riley has been a better quarterback than Trevor Harris. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think probably a knock on Harris would be that when he has an off game, it can really, really get bad for him. Uh, but he is certainly praised for his accuracy. And, you know, Ottawa has been a pretty good team the last four years, and he's been the quarterback the last couple ever since Burris retired. Receiver-wise... You had Bryant Mitchell go to the NFL. You had Duke Williams go to the NFL. And Darrell Walker is a free agent and is not going to be back with the Eskimos. So then you bring in Ellingson, Daniels, Collins Jr. So you'll go from there. I I would say offensively, you know, I think it's a little bit more of a we'll see. Maybe it's a, a bit of a lateral move offensively. I think defensively, though, the Eskimos have gotten better. And, and, and last year, a big problem for the team was they didn't play what head coach Jason Moss often called complementary football. You might have the defense have a good game. The offense would be off. The offense would be off, have a good game. The defense couldn't stop anybody. They have, they have three new linebackers, and they're all pretty good. The D-line came on last year. I think if there are... And there's always going to be questions. I, I would think the position sets where you question the off the, the team a little bit, still with the secondary, because Chris got, Chris uh, or Aaron Grimes, pardon me, goes to the BC Lions. Anthony Orange comes in. Okay, both very good players. Uh, they got Colhoun back there. They got Hightower back there. They got Hunter back there. Um, Adams, Nick Taylor, guys like that. We'll see how they all fit together. Probably the right side of the offensive line, specifically the uh, right tackle position with Colin Kelly. All right, that might be a question mark as well. And still the return game. You look at that. So I think there's improvement to the Eskimos, certainly on defense. I, I think we'll see on offense. I, I think it should be... Uh, around the same level and if they execute better than than they did in the second half of a lot of games especially there's hope for improvement there the west teams did good here i I think edmonton and bc had the two best days bc signed some other good players they also got chris edwards from the eskimos uh i think calgary's still going to be pretty good though they lost some players lamar durant excellent canadian receiver he went to the bc lions so I think BC and Edmonton, the winners today, 
Uh, Saskatchewan is sticking with Zach Kalaros at quarterback. They also got William Powell running back from Saskatchewan. Winnipeg got Willie Jefferson, outstanding defensive player coming over from Saskatchewan. So most of the, the, the big names, the eye-popping players, coming to the West or staying in the West. And there's already been a pretty big discrepancy between the two divisions. It may have increased today. 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in you can also text 63630 I'm sure there will be some discussion about how the Eskimos did today how do you like the moves are you encouraged are they better overall are they better on one side of the ball but not the other happy to hear from you because a lot to discuss coming into today I thought all right, this is going to be doom and gloom Riley left and uh, everybody's going to be mad well Riley left. I don't know if I don't know if people are mad, or, or, or I mean, I'm sure they're sad to see Riley go. And we're going to hear from Mike in a couple of minutes. Uh, I, I know I got a, a text today from a, an acquaintance of mine who's a 15-year Eskimos season's ticket pl- holder. This is what he said: I don't know how you lose the league's best player and manage to come out ahead, or at worst, even at the end of the day. So he says, at worst, the Eskimos are as good as they were last year, and he thinks maybe better. We will get to Riley when we get back. It's 614 Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. There's the snap. Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skips his way to the end zone. There's your touchdown, Eskimos. 57 yards to the end zone. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Ladies and gentlemen, dagger. Morley Scott and Dave Campbell on the play-by-play and the color analysis for a couple of big Mike Riley plays during his tenure with the Edmonton Eskimos, which is now over. He's now the quarterback of the BC Lions, signing as a free agent today, and I'm pleased to welcome Mike back to Inside Sports. Mike, you're on with Reed. Good to hear from you. How are you doing? Hey, Reed. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking that. Uh, just good to talk to you, man. It's been a little while under different circumstances, of course, but uh, pleasure to be on the list. All right. Uh, you heard those highlights. Can you name the game? Man, um, I'm going to say West Final 2015 against Calgary. Oh, of course. You're all, all over because you remember every play <laughs> from your career, like all athletes. Uh, only the good ones. No, only the good ones. You forget the bad ones. They never happen. Right. Well, that's the attitude you, you, you have to have. <laughs> and, I, and I learned that about you very quickly as we started doing these interviews throughout your six years in Edmonton that you just were better than most athletes and still are at brushing aside the mistakes and, and moving on. And I think that's why you've been able to be as successful as you have. Mike, I mean, a lot a, a lot to talk to. And I'm just going to say a lot of people are texting in saying, thank you, Mike. We wish you all the best, Mike. I, I don't have time to read every one, but I'm I'm sure you're getting a lot of that from, from Edmonton fans uh, today. Is is it is it possible to sum up uh, your time here in Edmonton, or uh, or I mean I know you won the Great Cup, or or give me a highlight or two, or or a moment in the community that's always going to stay with you. Man, I mean we don't have enough time to 
to, to recap it, we would need we would need a week long show, um, you know. But I, I appreciate the sentiments that she said you're getting from from fans, and I've been getting that uh, you know through social media and stuff like that. Um, it's been a whirlwind day, of course. I haven't really had time to even open up and, and look at any of the text messages or other messages, but I do know that they are there, and, and I'm obviously grateful for that. Um, you know. I can sum it up by saying, you know, it was to this point the best six years of my life. You know, I mean, and there's I expect uh, great things to happen in the future. But looking into the past, the last six years, um, so many changes and so many amazing things happened for me. Um, you know, on a on a football level, but on a personal level as well. You know, when I first got to Edmonton, me and Emily just first started dating. Uh, of course, now we've been married. We'll be married for four years in April. Um, you know, and so all that she's ever known football-wise is the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, you know, both of my daughters were born in Edmonton. Um, so some amazing life-changing milestones uh, away from football. And then, of course, on the football field, man, just, uh, you know, all six years, even the 4-14 and season coming in, dealing with that adversity, um, you know, and, and grinding through that challenge with my teammates and, and you know, reaching the pinnacle, winning a great cup uh, together as a team, bringing that back to the city of Edmonton. Uh, incredible pride in that. Um, you know, all the great players that I've got to play with as teammates, uh, you know, the coaching staffs that I've worked for and, and learned so much from, uh, the general managers that I played for, Ed Hervey and Brock Sunderland. Um, but, of course, most importantly, the, the city and the fan base. Uh, you know, they were amazing through the entire six years. Uh, which is no surprise to me. Edmonton is a great city and a great football city, and and that fan base stuck with us through thick and thin. And there was some some lows and there was some highs. And uh, you know, I just hope that during the six years that I was there, that people enjoyed watching me play, that they were entertained. Um, and they took pride in having me as their quarterback, as I took pride in being the quarterback of the Edmonton Eskimos. You know, every time I put those those colors on and put that jersey on. I never took it for granted, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to play the game that I felt football was meant to be played and, and to represent the city as best I could. You know, I, I, that's what I did. I did the best that I could, and, and I just hope that people enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, that, that's the hardest thing to leave, uh, but, you know, things, things change over the course of your life, and uh, the best situation for me and my family um, you know, on a personal level and a football level moving forward is here in BC, and I'm extremely excited about that. Um, you know, and I understand that there's there's disappointment, uh, of course, and, and that's, <laughs> that's how you know that it was a positive experience is when it's hard to leave and, and when other people are disappointed that you do leave. Um, but life moves on, you know, and Edmonton Eskimos are, are going to field a very good football team. You know, I have a ton of faith in Brock and, and in Jason. Um, you know, and, and I'm excited about the BC Lions. I have a ton of faith in Ed Hervey and Devon Claybrooks, and I'm excited to continue to play this game in this amazing league, um, you know, and, and I'm going to be back in it. And it's just going to be in different colors, and I'll be on the other sideline, and that's going to be a weird experience. But it was a great six years, and I'll be forever grateful for that. There's no doubt. Mike Riley joining us on Inside Sports. You mentioned the importance of your, your family in making this move. Uh, you know, I know your wife and you uh, have very strong ties to Seattle. It's close to Vancouver. I'll, I'll ask you kind of a yes-no question, and I know you'll put it in your own words. Like, did, did family trump everything in this? Like, the, the proximity to, to Seattle, was that the trump card in all this? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, family trumps everything in 
in regards to life in general. You know, my decisions will always be based first and foremost on my family. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean location and things like that. You know, we had a great run for six years in Edmonton, and, and it was a challenge at times with them living in Seattle, but we made it work, and we found a way to make it work. Um, and it was great. And if I would have ended up back in Edmonton, we would have found a way to make that work, too. The proximity certainly uh, is, a, is a benefit and a positive for us, just the logistics of it. Having two little girls, um, you know, I'll be able to see them much more often, and the, the travel will be uh, much simpler for my wife. Um, you know, having to do that by herself, you know, the logistics of loading two little girls on a plane by yourself and flying every other weekend is pretty challenging. But uh, I think it was the location that certainly piqued the original interest, um, you know, and knowing that there was a guy like Ed Hervey that I have a relationship with and that uh, I've won a championship with, that made me intrigued enough um, to want to talk to those those teams. And there was other teams that were very interested that we spoke with as well. Uh, but really, yeah, it came down to, um, you know, Edmonton and B.C. and the location certainly is, is a, a positive. But I wouldn't have left Edmonton because I do I do care a great deal for Edmonton. I have a ton of respect for it. Edmonton's a great place and a great team, and they're run by terrific people in Brock Sunderland and Jason Moss. So I would not have left that scenario uh, simply to be closer to my family. You know, I had to believe... Um, that it was a good football move as well in terms of the ability to uh, win championships here, um, you know, and and play the next four, five, six, seven years of my career being successful as a team and, and winning multiple championships. And, and again, I've told everybody all day that's asked me that that's not a slight against Edmonton because I did believe uh, that that was possible there as well. And, and I, I have nothing negative to say about any of the, the players or the front office or the coaching staff. Um, but with the proximity to home, what it does for my family combined with, uh, you know, the vision that Ed Hervey and Devon Claybrooks, uh, you know, spoke to me about and, and all of that, uh, that made my decision for me. And it was not an easy or quick decision. It was one that uh, took multiple weeks uh, after we spoke with everybody to sit down and, and talk it over as a family and really figure out what we were going to do. Um, you know, but we're we're extremely grateful for the for the past six years, but also extremely excited about the future and what it holds. When was your mind made up, Mike? I mean, Brock indicated that he knew um, probably late last week that you wouldn't be back in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, we met with all the teams that we were going to be with uh, early mid January, and um, the decision was certainly not made at that point in time. Uh, all the information was collected at that point in time, and it took. You know, weeks to, to go over all of it. I did not want to make a snap decision. This is obviously a life changing decision, um, not just for me, but for my family as well. And so we already had a trip. We, we go to Hawaii every year. We had a trip planned uh, for late January, the 22nd through the 29th. And during that time, um, you know, we pretty much just turned the phones off and enjoyed time together and talked through daily, uh, you know, our thought process and how we were going to make that decision. And then we came back and kind of got back into the normal swing of life and and, uh, and ultimately nailed it down on what we were going to do. But we did try, you know, to give Edmonton as much lead time as we possibly could because, you know, whether I was going to re-sign in Edmonton or I was going to go somewhere else, uh, I think that not just uh, myself and my agent Dan, uh, but also Brock and, and the Eskimo organization, we all felt like that was going to be the best scenario for everybody is if, 
you know, we could have that decision made as quick as possible so that people could move forward with their plans, their cap space, and all of those things. Um, so we tried to get Brock that decision as quick as we could, uh, but it did take time to, to figure it out because, like I said, it's not an easy decision. Um, you know, it, it's it's the right decision, and we made the right decision. Uh, choice to go and, and be in BC that's the best choice for us but um, another thing I've been telling people all day is that you know it was extremely hard to leave Edmonton but extremely easy to go to BC and I think that's the mark uh, you know of, of two great franchises and two great scenarios so um, that's the best way that I can put it but if there, I don't know if there was any single moment where I went yep my mind's made up. It was it was a drawn out process that took a long time uh, because it is such a you know a momentous and monumental decision for me and my family, and it affects a lot of other people as well. Mike, just uh, before we wrap here, you you were one of the the star players today. Uh, I mean, obviously, you and Bo Levi, huge names, MOP winners. I, I think. You guys had a lot of eyes on where you were going to go, but it turned out to be a bit of a wild day, especially for the Eskimos on the Lions. Uh, and I know you were incredibly busy, but how closely did you get to follow some of the, the player movement today? <laughs> I tried to as best I could. I mean, as you said, it was a busy day for me. We were doing a lot of media stuff here and just meeting with people within the organization. And my, you know, my focus was, of course, on that. Um, you know, but all of the moves around the league uh, affect everybody and affect our league and what it's going to look like in the future next year and for years to come. So I tried to stay as up to date as I could about it. Um, obviously I saw Trevor and, and Greg end up in Ottawa with, uh, Sir Vincent. Um, you know, I saw us getting Sue Chung, getting a number of receivers, getting Aaron Grimes, um, extending Brian Burnham, things like that. You know, I, I, I tried to keep closer tabs of course on Edmonton and BC than anybody else. And I thought it was a, a great day as a whole for the league. I'm, I'm very excited and impressed with what we were able to do in BC with free agency, but I think that Edmonton did a great job as well. And that's no surprise to me. You know, I know Brock well, I know how he operates, and uh, I think that he put his team in a very good situation. So, you know, I think everybody's probably got to be pretty happy with how the day went if you're a team in the West. Um, I don't know if it worked out so well for the East today. There's a lot of time left, but uh, there were some big moves. I mean, even like, you know, Willie Jefferson leaving Sask and going to Winnipeg, like that's a big move. Uh, Micah Johnson leaving Calgary, that's that's a big move. So um, there was a lot of, you know, faces moving around and changes and, and teams are going to look different uh, next year. But the West, the one thing I know is that the West is going to be even more competitive than it has been in the past. Well, and it's been, it's been pretty competitive, so yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Mike, it's always a pleasure to interview you. I, I know this won't be the last time because uh, you're always so great to talk to, and I appreciate that you've always been available for Inside Sports. I guess the only rule I have to follow is a personal one. If I interview you in the week leading up to a game between the Lions and the Eskimos, I can't wish you good luck anymore. <laughs> hey. I would be very disappointed if you did, uh, you know, and that's what's great about sports and the rivalries and all of that, um, you know, and again, I, I've i appreciated the well wishes from all of the, the Eskimo fans that have reached out. Uh, that certainly doesn't go unnoticed by me, and it's not something that I take for granted, but I also know that they'll be in Commonwealth cheering as hard as they can against me uh, week one in the preseason and week two in the regular season, not that I've been looking at the calendar or anything like that, but... Uh, you know, I look forward to uh, uh, to the rivalry and the competition, and it's it's going to be a great year. And you know, I just hope that all the fan bases are on the league are excited and looking forward to it as well. 
Mike, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Reese. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk with you, man. That is Mike Riley, now the quarterback for the BC Lions. You'll hear from Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris as we move along. The contract is a win-win for the team and this unrestricted free agent. Today's code word is draft. Enter it now at 630chad.com for your chance to win the ultimate team member experience, including a once-in-a-lifetime cameo in the Edmonton Oilers team photo. Visit 630chad.com for details. is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Got a few people texting in, uh, where has Darrell Walker signed? He has not. Darrell Walker remains a free agent, but he will not be returning to the Edmonton Eskimos. NHL action, start of the second period. The Lightning lead the Flames 3-1. After two, Sabres up 2-1 on the Islanders, and the Blue Jackets lead the Capitals 1-0. In the second period, it's Boston 3, Chicago 1. Stars up 2-0 on the Panthers. Senators lead the Hurricanes 1-zip. First period, Blues up 2-1 on the Devils. Red Wings up 1-0 on the Predators. Minnesota leads Philly 3-1, and the Jets are up 1-0 on the Rangers. Shifley has his 29th of the season. Oilers-Penguins tomorrow, 4.30 face-off show, game at 6. Here on 6.30, Ched. Malkin suspended for one game for the Penguins for a high stick on Raffle last night. Olimata out indefinitely with an injury, but the Oilers will be in tough against the Penguins. You can text 630-630. Jeremy says the Eskimos got way better. People forget that with Riley, we didn't make the playoffs. The defense will be scary with an already excellent D-line and these added linebackers. Anthony Orange means that no one will throw to that side of the field. The money saved at quarterback got us some excellent players. This team got better by not signing a quarterback to a $725,000 contract. That is from Jeremy. Isaac says, I'm going to miss the Tuesday morning quarterback with Mike Riley on 630 Chet. Well, that was a good one. Uh, Mike Riley, he, I mean, whenever you hear him interviewed, he's easy to listen to, a very uh, charismatic gentleman, and he's going to represent the BC Lions very well, as he did the Edmonton Eskimos. My goodness, Section O has decided to bless us with a phone call this evening. Hello, Section O. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I don't know if bless you with the phone call is the correct term. I would just like to say that a wise man once told me that everybody has a price. Some might cost a little, some might cost a lot, but in the end, you can all be bought. And that was the motto today with Brock Sunderland. Just like Jeremy said, um, the money saved in not signing Mike Riley. Also, I took a quick note here, the money saved in not re-signing Darrell Walker. Um he spread it out across several good top five players in those positions. And and we were all in doom and gloom 24 hours ago to where this team was. Or even better yet, at the end of the season, there were a lot of question marks going into the offseason. What are the Eskimos going to do? How are they going to rebound? The elephant in the room was Mike Riley. But you know what? This team, 24 hours ago to now, is like 100 times better. And... And the Eskimos dodged a potential public relations disaster by stepping up to the plate today and just completely owning free agency. It's, 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 
how can the biggest signing in free agency in Mike Riley be shuffled down to the bottom of the deck and the Eskimos taking over? It's it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, and I hope it gives a resurgence to season ticket buyers and and it's give a resurgence to my excitement for 2019. I am super looking forward to it as long as they get the CBA done in order, which I think they will. Man, we are we are going to just lay licking on teams this year. Reed, what are your thoughts about this? About my excitement here? Can you tell I'm super excited? Well, I'm glad you're excited. You, you, Matt, you know I love you, but you tend to either be at one end of the spectrum: extreme excitement or extreme negativity. So I'm glad it's oh, yeah. excitement tonight. You're right. I did not expect the show to have uh, this tone tonight. No, like nobody's happy. Riley left. I mean, I, I, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but I will say the large majority of Eskimos fans liked Riley or loved Riley as a person and as a player. Uh, but yeah, Brock stepped up, and I like I said, three three of the new guys were league all stars. Another two were division all stars last year, and that doesn't include Harris, who I think is, you know, probably the next step down from Riley and Mitchell. But he's he's not an unknown. That's what I like. We're not bringing in a quarterback who's never started before. And he's going to like having Ellingson, and he's going to like having Sir Vincent Rogers. So it's the, the I think the dialogue is how good to this. Here's the thing: we don't know. There could be injuries, but I think the question people are asking is how good can they be, as opposed to how bad are they going to be? Which is nice. Read, read. Let's 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 not forget the familiarity too. And some people hate him, and some people love him. Jason Moss, the man, is an offensive coordinator master. Look at what he did with Ottawa's offense when he was their offensive coordinator. They put up points. They put up yardage. Look what he did with the best quarterback in the Canadian Football League, Mike Riley. I think even in his worst season, he was still over 5,000 yards. Trevor Harris, yeah, he's not a Mike Riley, but under Jason Moss's schematics, we are moving the ball downfield with Harris. The only My only concern now still is we need a solid punt returner, our special teams, but we don't have McDermott anymore. So uh, Martise Jackson is still a free agent. Um, Jamal Smith is still free agent. Uh, so hopefully we can solidify the return game as well. And then I pretty much think we're solid on all three all, all three cores of the game. And I'm super, super looking forward to 2019. From where I was, like you said, 24 hours ago to where I am now, Mike Riley who? Let's go. Let's okay. get ready for 2019. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Bye now. Matt from Section O. Well, I'm not at the quite at the Mike Riley who stage, but uh, <laughs> it is an interesting dialogue we're having today. Doug, on line two. Go ahead, Doug. Hey, Reed. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said earlier, it could have been a, a pretty sad and disastrous day, I think, in a lot of ways. But, and it, as you said, too, it's always it's tough to see a guy like Mike Riley, who's not only a good performer on the field and, frankly, became a far better quarterback over his tenure here than I ever thought he would be like beyond what I could, I thought he could be, but, but you lose a good person and someone who certainly represented the, the Eskimos in the city very well. So that's pretty tough to, tough to, to lose. But I mean, you sort of get the sense if you read between the lines that, that this decision was made quite a while ago. And uh, I know the CBA played a big factor. And in fact, I heard him say uh, somewhere, I'm not sure where today that, that you know, had the CBA situation not been what it was, he probably would have signed an extension with the Eskimos a year ago, and we wouldn't even be talking about any of this today. So, 
for all those that are upset about you know Rose letting Herbie go and the, pro- the progression to where we got to today, I, I think you have to let all that go because there's so many factors, as Riley indicated in your interview with them, that it's difficult to pin it down to one thing. But but yeah, quickly, I, I, no question. I think this team is is overall better today than they were yesterday, uh, with Riley or without. I think you know top to bottom, what they've added defensively. I mean, a whole new linebacking core changes the game. We know that Philip Lawley is going to be a lot more aggressive defensively. I think that's going to really change the tone of where this team can go. And then offensively, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised at how far they've gotten with what they did today. I mean, they've completely revamped their receiving core, which was a concern. Like you said, they've got a quarterback who's probably a tier below Mitchell and Riley, but still a guy that passed for 5,000 yards. I mean, they got to pull it all together and you know come camp and be in a situation where they can you know, gel as a unit, but yeah, this is a better scenario than I could have ever imagined I'd be thinking here tonight. Doug, great to hear from you. Likewise, thanks, Reed. That is Doug at 780-496-0063. That's the number if you feel the need to chime in tonight. I'm happy to talk with you. Jeremy from Glendon, currently attending McEwen. He's subletting his apartment inside the big pierogi in Glendon. He says, hey, Reed, the arms race in the West is scary. At what point does the CFL have to step in and protect the East? There are going to be two teams in the playoffs that don't deserve to be in there and one team missing uh, that uh, doesn't deserve to miss. Unless Ambrosi switches the playoff format, this might be the year that you want to cross over. Well, yeah, sitting here, again, on paper, February 12th, a uh, pretty subpar division generally got worse. I mean, do do we just hand it to Hamilton? Well, no, I'm not being sarcastic, Kellen. I I see you giggling, but, I mean, I I look at what's going on there. I mean, Mazzoli is now, to me, head and shoulders, the best player in the East. They had a pretty good team last year. I know they were eliminated by Ottawa, but Ottawa just lost their quarterback, their running back, one of their two best receivers, and their best offensive lineman. I mean, but this is before training camp, too, so you have well, no idea course. what you're going to do. Well, what else? Well, we we, we got to prognosticate. Uh, we're going to get to a Trevor Harris interview. Bob Stoffer is going to check in to talk some. Uh, I'm sure he'll talk Eskimos, and we'll update the Oilers as well. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Oilers getting back in action tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Obviously, the Oilers' playoff hopes Fading away here. They're going to have to go on a pretty incredible run to get into the playoffs, but they'll uh, try to get that going tomorrow against the Penguins. 4.30 face-off show on 6.30, Chad. The game will begin at 6. 11 minutes left in the second period. Tampa Bay up 3-1 on the Calgary Flames. Good matchup there. We'll give you the full scoreboard after the 7 o'clock news. Darren texting to 6.30, saying, I know I will be in the minority, but based on the second half of last season, I can't help but feel that Riley was approaching his best before date. It could have been the play calling, but really, if it was any other quarterback, they probably would have pulled him in several of those games. I believe moving on with Harris is a smart decision, and the players that the Eskimos were able to free up by, or sorry, pick up by freeing up cap space were exceptional moves. That is from Darren. Here's uh, here's the rundown today, guys. Trevor Harris 
Greg Ellingson, Sir Vincent Rogers, Devaris Daniels, Ricky Collins Jr. on offense, Larry Dean, Dan Unamba, Javon Santos Knox, all linebackers, and then defensive back Anthony Orange. Orange, Unamba, and Rogers were all CFL All-Stars. Ellingson and Dean were division All-Stars in the East, and Dean was also the CFL East nominee for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, there's going to be saying goodbye to players here. As I've said, Darrell Walker will not be coming back. Aaron Grimes has gone to BC. Chris Edwards, who was... uh, I thought Edwards was a pretty athletic, pretty good player, but he would take all those bad penalties that we often got discussed uh, on this show. Travis Bond on the offensive line re-signs with the Eskimos. I mean, guys like Hazleton... Uh, won't be back for Canadian receivers. You know, maybe Nate Bahar isn't going to be back. So you will be saying some goodbye to some players who uh, you know had shown promise or had some pretty good years with the Eskimos. That's the price of this. But there's some pretty promising players in this bunch signed by Brock Sunderland, who was asked earlier today when he uh, knew that Riley wasn't going to be coming back. Later towards the end of last week, it was becoming pretty obvious. I mean, I think if he was going to be back, he would have been back. Uh, And then over the weekend, I got a call officially from his agent saying, you know, he's officially going to hit the market. So wheels started turning, plans started moving, and one of those four cap scenarios was shredded and moved on from. All right, Brock, so when did you start talking to Trevor Harris? Uh, About... 5 after 10 this morning, 12 Eastern time. So we've known each other from Ottawa. So, you know, I reached out to his agent around 5 after 10 and uh, went over a couple numbers and was a little surprised to see him out there. But once he was, we uh, got the ball rolling. And Trevor did a fantastic job of helping recruit some guys, obviously. So that was a big help. Well, yeah, Harris got on the phone to Greg Ellingson and said, why don't you come to Edmonton with me? This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out online, furnacefamily.com. Terry on the open line. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, how are you doing tonight? Good. So the Oilers are living proof that you can have the best player and not win. Well, yeah, that's true. That's part of it, sure. And I think the Riley, what somebody else had just said, is just about true, is I think Mike Riley was the consummate player, but it was so much Mike Riley's team almost to a fault. I think it needs to be, and it will be, it'll be more of a team than it, it'll be Mike Riley, right? And he's a great guy, a good quarterback, but I think, uh, somebody said before, his best before date, I think, was about ready to expire. Yeah, well, I think we'll see, Terry. I, I mean, as as you know, We've seen some quarterbacks be pretty good into their late 30s and early 40s. I don't know if Riley's going to be a Damon Allen and be a grandpa. Uh, <laughs> well, and he can't play the way he has, has always played at that age and and continue to do it, right? Right. So we change his game, right? I don't know if he can change his game and still keep it at that level, right? Which guy of the nine signed today really pricked up your ears when you heard he was coming to the Eskimos? Oh, Ellington, for yeah. sure. Okay. Right? Yeah. Great receiver. Always kills the Eskimos, right? That's true. Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. Okay. Good night. All right. 780-496-0063. We'll get to some comments from Trevor Harris when we get back after the 7 o'clock news. We'll uh, talk about what happened or didn't happen to the East Division today as well. Rick Zamperin from uh, Hamilton will weigh in and let us know about Dean and Unamba, two guys coming over from the Tiger Cats. And Bob Stoffer will check in from Pittsburgh after the 730 news. Inside Sports on Chad. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.